0: Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to a beautiful sun-splashed winter day in the best little city in America. Uber producer Dan Peters and I will be here for the next two hours of lively conversation, and it will be lively. Thank you for spending some time with us today on your radio, your computer at KSO.com, or on the new KSOO mobile app, Remember, you can also follow along on Twitter at P. Lally Show or live and in color on the Facebook, KSOO Facebook page, as many, many people are doing right now. And you can always chat with us there a little bit and chat with each other. It's always fun to talk to you and see what you have to say. Thank you for spending some of your time with us today. We really do appreciate it. We are going to spend a fair amount of time today talking about Sioux Falls City Government If you've been keeping score at home, you know that things are getting uh, pretty tense on the city council. Last night, the council shot down two proposals that I think hold some significance in terms of the state of city government and some other developments. And uh, it's going to be very fun in the next few months. These last few months of the Mayor Mike Huther administration, and I think that's Uh, A lot of what's at play here is just sort of the end of an administration. Um, You know, you see it in any any sort of executive branch when they're coming to the end of their term limited uh, period in office, whether that's the governor's office or the president even. You know, when things get down to the end, they stop worrying so much about kind of, you know, doing the dance, paying any sort of. Uh, uh, adherence to what the legislative body really wants to, for lack of a better term, because they don't have to, right? They don't, they're not running for reelection. They're just, they're getting to the end. There's only so much they can do. And I think that's part of what you're seeing right now with the Huther administration that is uh, to begin with a little resident, re- reticent to sort of play ball all the time uh, in a, in a team sort of sense, unless you're on the team, uh, but last night was was a pretty good night for the city council to watch and if you're into political theater, uh, and you can still go see that in replay on the city's website at SiouxFalls.org. They post the video of all the meetings up there. And it's if you don't if you can't watch it live with a bucket of popcorn and maybe an adult beverage, it's always fun to go back and review. And uh it's uh, you know, it's very interesting. And we're gonna talk a lot about what happened last night and leading up to last night. And uh, we we could probably get a link to that up there on Twitter if you want the quick connection. Um, A few things happened last night that we are going to talk about, and yesterday, not just at the council meeting. First of all, the council voted 5-3 to to not stop the selling of the bonds, not to delay the bonds for the new parking ramp that is part of the big $50 million hotel development project, mixed-use facility, the Village on the River It's proposed for downtown, right off Phillips Avenue there on 10th Street. Big fancy new hotel. Looks pretty cool. Well, there's been a lot of controversy about that, as you know, and uh, there were calls for a delay in selling the bonds until we can figure out kind of some of the questions that are lingering about legacy development that's involved with this project. Uh, More specifically, Hultgren Construction, who's tied to legacy uh, with regard to the investigation into the former Copper Lounge building collapse. So they decided not to wait. All right. Then they voted four to four with the mayor breaking the tie against asking voters to weigh in on the decision to require council candidates to win 50% plus one rather than the plurality. We like to call this the plurality of 34% of the vote to avoid a runoff in council elections, not the mayor, the council. And Every candidate for mayor in the April election, all, well, six of them, and then eight are leading that way, based on their comments, said they think the hotel and parking ramp project should be delayed until questions are answered about the developer and the deal. That's legacy. And uh, so we've been all watching that very closely, and it's been a lot of theater and a lot of drama. But there's some very important questions behind this, and I think that it's something we should explore a little bit. And we've got some guests to talk about that today. And uh, we've got some uh, commentary by moi. What does it all mean for city government? That conversation will be a recurring theme for today's show. I didn't plan it this way. Okay, when I'm scheduling the program, get all the balls in the air to, to run the Patrick Lally show. You know, there's people, there's coming, there's going, there's the phone calls, there's the weird friends, there's all of that. There's music, there's literature, there's You know, pop culture and politics and news and Trump and everything else. So there's a lot of variables, but they all kind of converged on this topic today. We've got a great show for you today. That's the long and the short of it. Our guests include local blogger and City Hall watcher Scott Erisman. He'll be with us for the entire second hour. We'll be discussing the vote last night and uh, as well as some other issues swirling around City Hall and the state of things. So obviously, Scott comes to this from a particular point of view if you follow his blog, SouthDeCola.com. And he is a frequent commenter there at City Hall and was there last night if you want to go watch his comments. We'll hear it from, we're going to listen to the testimony of Mike Fodnes, uh, who was at the meeting last night in the public input portion. He is the father of uh, the young woman who was trapped in the Copper Lounge collapse and he uh, and his wife lived in the loft that was destroyed when the building came down. And that's why his daughter was there. He made his comments. And I think you'll, you'll find it moving. Uh, we're also going to have in studio Christine Erickson, city councilor Christine Erickson. We just we're able to get just a little bit of time with Christine at about 345. And we're going to get her take on what happened last night and just sort of get her perspective on this whole project. And then Scott Hudson will be with us after the news and weather at the bottom of the hour for Weird Friends. I think Scott even has some uh, thoughts on the whole parking ramp thing, and we'll talk a little bit about music, too, look at 2018 coming up. Also, I'll have a P&L statement just after the break. Today's topic, yeah, yeah, it's the it's the parking ramp and the bonds and everything else in the state of city government. That's all coming up next on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. 316 on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We're going to try and get a little bit closer to free with the Bodines and the PNL statement today. When we look through the news and talk about what's going on and how it affects us here in the best little city in America, you know, I was going to talk a lot about Trump. Now I was going to talk a lot about Trump, but I don't have time. This, but this book that Steve Bannon is in, and and uh, and uh, the president saying the Bannon's lost his mind, and I mean, this is rich stuff, isn't it? Oh my God, what is going on out there? But we can't. We don't have time for that today. We got more important things to talk about. So, a couple things happened uh, y- yesterday that I mentioned in the first part of the program. First of all, this election threshold issue that the council had approved earlier or late last year that would require a majority vote in the first round of a council election to avoid the runoff rather than the plurality, the thirty-four uh, percent. You know, if you watched the meeting last night. I don't know. So they voted four to four. The mayor broke the tie. It shot down uh, putting this issue on the ballot as a charter amendment, which, I mean, to me, makes some sense. Okay, and I'll tell you why. And so the council like it, it was nobody really saw this coming. All right. As I recall it, it got tacked on to something else. And, you know, there was a little bit of debate about it, but there wasn't really a lot of public Input from how whether to do this. I think it was a Rex Rolfing uh, amendment, um, and so I'm watching this. Uh, actually, I was watching it this morning in replay from the city council meeting last night. And and I've talked about this before. I've I've always seen this as kind of a uh, uh, pushback against the what we might call the grassroots movement on the council. Uh, the Teresa Staley's, the Pat Stars, uh, uh, you know, even a little bit of the Greg Neitzert who have. Maybe not uh, always been uh, in the best graces of some of the other counselors Uh, for whatever reason. uh, You know, the the disciples of Kermit, not they're all disciples of Kermit, but clearly Teresa is. And they never really liked Kermit and they don't really like Teresa. But you know what? She won an election and she won it with a plurality, avoiding the runoff. And that's always rubbed people the wrong way who don't like that sort of thing. And that's fine. That's fine. You can, you can change the system if you want. But what I have a problem with in this deal is, again, how they did it. A political panel should never, 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 I don't care who you are, what you're elected to, you should never, never, never decide the process under which you or future candidates should be elected, whether that's perceived as in your benefit or not. You shouldn't do that. You should never have a vote on how an election that you could run in might be determined. Because there are several counselors who will run under these rules who did vote on this. Some won't, but some will. And whether they like it or not, Teresa Staley and Pat Starr proposed putting it on the ballot to ask voters whether they think it should be this way. Okay, that is the right thing to do. Because even though Teresa Staley doesn't like it, she is now going to be running under those rules if she runs for re-election. That's anti-democratic. That's not how it's supposed to work. You're manipulating an election for the people who are on that panel. It's just wrong. I don't care what you think, whether it's plurality, majority, whatever you think it should be. You shouldn't get to decide, Rex Rolfing, Teresa Staley, Michelle Erpenbach, uh, uh, Greg Neitzert, uh, uh you know, Pat. Stur- none of these people should be voting on this. No matter how they voted, they shouldn't be voting. They should all have to recuse themselves. There was so much twisted logic that I heard out of that deal. That I, 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 None of these people had a government class. It's crazy. It was crazy before and it's crazy now. But that was only one thing. Let's get to the parking ramp, all right? So they voted uh five to three to not delay selling the bonds to build the ramp. Okay, because we are in the, the, the issue here is uh the questions that are swirling around Hulker construction uh from the ongoing investigation by Jonathan Ellis and uh, uh Joe Sneavy. Both guests on this show on a regular basis because they're good reporters. And they have been peeling away the onion on this deal because we don't know. And so they've been trying to find information that is unknown to the public. They are reporting and using tried and true techniques. Everything they have is verified. It's true. But what else don't we know? What are the results of a potential criminal investigation by the Department of Justice, no less, into this whole as- asbestos thing? Is it just asbestos? We don't... Just asbestos. Say that three times. Is that all it is? We don't know. We don't know. Okay, a, c- a couple of things here. And I, I clearly was on board with delaying the vote. I've said that. I'm on record there. But I'm also clearly on board with the project i think it's a good project a lot a lot of people think it's a good project almost everybody thinks it's a good project 50 million dollar development in downtown sioux falls with a new hotel more parking mixed use it's fabulous okay and we can quibble about whether it's a good deal for the developers a great deal for the developers a good deal for the, well, whatever the project itself is outstanding A lot of the issues here have nothing to do with the merits of the project and have everything to do with how it's handled. You know, another thing that happened last night was we found out, almost everybody, including members of the council, found out that a new LLC had been formed to replace the old LLC and that Mr. Hulkran, who is the focus of the Hulkran construction investigation, is no longer part of the group that's doing it. And so now the uh, new LLC, the Village River Group, has a manager. His name is Jeffrey Lamont. He has replaced Aaron Hulkran as one of the guarantors of the contract, personal guarantors. That was news. And it's fine. It's probably a good thing. But, you know, to drop it into the middle of this is just bizarre to me. It's all gotten very weird. You know, very, very weird. And as I said, a lot of these changes are good. I think the project is good. But there's this cloud that hangs over the whole deal. Counselor Greg Neitzert, who with Starr and Staley voted for the delay, he posted this on the his Facebook page today. I think it was today or last night. uh, It was a long post, but in part it said, I'm frustrated that the administration has not been out there explaining this in the media and trying to clarify the issue. This is the administration's project after all. They should be defending it, not leaving it to I and other city councilors to have to justify it and to explain the nuances. Just because the votes are there doesn't mean we should charge ahead without giving citizens the assurance and clarification they need to feel good about the project and the process. I think that's exactly it. Mr. Knightsert has poured over the details of this thing, more than most people, more than most counselors, I think. And he thinks it's a good project. He says he's assured that it's got all the necessary safeguards for the public for the public money and that the people involved are good. I mean, let's remember that the Hulkran and Legacy are not actually building the thing. There's a company called the Journey Group, very credible group. Very credible company that's actually doing the construction as part of this deal. But I think, you know, uh, Greg Neitzert hits it right on the head. But the other thing that happened yesterday, and I think this is very telling, all right, and probably more important than the details of that contract. So as I mentioned, uh, Joe Sneavy earlier, Argus Leader Media reporter Joe Sneavy, he went and asked six of the eight candidates for mayor in the April election that's coming up what they thought of the prospect of delaying it. This was before the vote last night. Every one of them said it should be delayed to answer questions and have a public and detailed airing of the deal. The other two couldn't be reached, but have expressed the same sentiment in posts and stuff, social media. Let's just think about this. We have unanimous agreement from everybody running for mayor in April that a deal in the final weeks of the Mike Huther administration needs further examination, and yet it plows ahead. That is stunning. That is stunning to me. And it speaks volumes of the current state of city government. Again, it's not the merits of the project that caused this debate. It's the man at the top. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. Agree or disagree with me, you can email me, Patrick at KSO.com. You can always follow along on the Twitters at P. Lally Show. And uh, I'd like to hear from you. You know, I might be wrong. I've been wrong before. It's true. Earlier today. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Scott Hudson for Weird Friends. And then we're going to talk to Christine Erickson, city councilor, and to move right into more stuff on the whole city government deal. It's, it's rich. It's rich stuff, people. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. 3.34 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And the familiar voice of Mr. Paul Westerberg and the replacements means only one thing. It's time for Weird Friends with Mr. Scott Hudson. Scott, welcome to the show.
1: Well, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yes, as always, you're just <laughs> thrilled to be part of the program. I know. Uh, hey, first of all, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm taking everybody's temperature on this thing today because almost everybody involved in the show has something to do with city politics. Technically, you don't, but I know you're a man who likes to pay attention. What's, That's uh, true. What's your take on the, the state of city government these days and the parking ramp and all that?
1: Uh, I, I, I just find our local government is so arrogant, or certain members mm-hmm. of our local government. Is so arrogant these days. I mean, this this deal just looks dirty from the get go, and every day it looks worse and worse. I mean, we're finding out now that anytime you have any issues, whether it's you know fines or uh, you know public perception, just create a new LLC.
0: Yeah, that's probably the the most dis- I don't know disturbing, but surprising thing out of all. It's like ah, we just dissolved that one, so we're fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, and in this one that they're now creating, come on, it's really no different than what was before. Even the person not listed on this new one is still in on the project.
0: He's still in the company. Yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the development company, and you know, people get suspicious of that sort of thing, and it starts to it just starts to cast doubt. And then when you don't answer questions, it makes it even worse.
1: Right, right, and I've always, you know, I've grown up with. the the idealistic idea that um no matter no matter who the politician is whether it's your best friend or the worst enemy the moment that they say just trust me that's the moment that no no i don't trust you
0: no that's you've now given me reason not to trust you
1: exactly and that's what we've been getting these last couple years and and farther back actually but it's really come to the forefront in recent years i mean uh there are certain members of our city government that don't want to be told that they're wrong.
0: Yes, that and is, or just question. They don't a question. even like. Yeah.
1: They don't even like people talking to them. I mean, I, I, I mean, sure. If I, I, there are certain people I probably would not want to have to deal with every week mm-hmm. during a council meeting. Mm-hmm. But that's your job.
0: Yep. Your,
1: y- your job is part of it is to listen to the public.
0: As it turns out, that is in the job description yes <laughs> in fact i think it's the top bullet point but i don't want to yeah uh but we don't bring you in here uh to talk politics necessarily although it's always good to get your take you uh uh we've been talking a lot about uh the year end 2017 yes. we went through some of your best ofs uh that year but what's what's ahead scott what's what does 2018 hold for us music fans out here in the best little city in america
1: well you know I, it, it's funny because i i i am such a, a weirdo that i'm always looking for what's about to come out i'm i'm always searching for something i don't have something new and and so yeah i was doing a lot of look back you know with my various lists and stuff but at the same time i was still trying to find out info for this year and um yeah there's a number of interesting things that have been announced or you know that that are coming up anyway i think we should start off with probably one of the biggest local releases ever Mm -hmm. that is on january 27th rich show is putting out a double lp uh, called that was the future this is the past and different folk records it's a collection of re-recordings of songs from his almost 40 year tenure as a musician
0: yeah it's um you know it's pretty ambitious and it's a double lp and you also get like i think it's 50 songs total in the download
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's like seventeen or eighteen extra songs. Yeah, it's it's a double v- vinyl album plus. another, I mean, it reminds me of remember when Violet kind of cleaned out the vaults with their triple disc mm-hmm. set? That's, that's it, this is kind of like it, but it's all brand new recording. This yeah. is yeah, um, and and it'll be nice because one of the problems I don't think people these days realize that in the 80s and 90s, it wasn't easy to make a record. And even when you got to make a record, it was so expensive that you were rushed. Yep. And nowadays, thanks to technology, even though this was recorded in a great studio, um, it, it's it's a lot easier of a process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what I like about this project, and I I have, I should say I, I uh, wrote the liner notes for Richie. I was very honored that he asked me to do that. And to be part of it in any small way is a, is a huge honor for me as a longtime fan. But he re- re-recorded everything uh, in the style and in the, the, the formation of whatever group produced the song originally. So the No Direction songs are a three-piece power pop, you know, power. Trio. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then Violet, the Violet songs are, you know, the similar arrangements. That's what's really cool about it. I don't ever remember anybody doing something like that.
1: No, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you always hear about artists that, that I mean, big ones saying, I'd like to go back and re-record this album. But they never do. I mean, Lucinda Williams, though, did it last. She put out a new version of uh, one of her records. I don't remember which one. But yeah. that that's, you're right, it's a rare thing.
0: And that, there's a, it's January 27th. There's a uh, record release party concert down at uh, the Orpheum. And it's going to be quite the night, I think. It, could be pretty emotional actually
1: yeah oh yeah especially for people our age yeah
0: (laughs) we'll be crying in our beers um seeing everybody we know from back when we were hipsters yes (laughs) it's going to be a big night i'm really looking forward to it and uh that's on the 27th um they're rich is putting a lot of stuff on facebook right now if you go and find him on facebook for this new record so if you're interested do that and then uh, buy tickets and come to the show but what else is going on scott well, the, the
1: the biggest release of the next few weeks is something I really don't care about. It, but it's going to be super huge, and that is two days before he plays the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Uh, Justin Timberlake is putting out a record. And it's his first in a long time. Rumor is it's going to have a country feel to it because he's been hanging out with Chris Stapleton.
0: Oh, geez. You know, who's, who's,
1: yeah, so I that's not my thing, but but you know, more power to him. I, he's of that kind of stuff. He's like the least annoying <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know the thing about justin timberlake that makes you give him kind of a pass is when he's on saturday night live he's really funny yeah yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that uh yeah. something that might be might that listeners may enjoy a little bit more there's supposedly going to be a new bruce Springsteen record really um yeah he's he's had one if not more records in the camp for quite some time but you know, they, he extended that river tour, so they delayed it then, and now he's doing the Broadway thing, mm-hmm. so they delayed the record again. Um, but it looks like it's going to finally come out. It's going to be a solo record, but apparently in a late 60s, Glenn Campbell, Jimmy Webb kind of feel, huh? which which is kind of weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although I I really enjoyed Nebraska. It's, it, it's my favorite Bruce Springsteen album, oh, which he, was basically him, so I'm yeah. looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, it should be good. A um, couple things that are more my style. You might remember when we talked about my favorite records of the year, Ty Seagal was all over my list, not just for his own record, but records that he worked on with other people. Uh, he's got a new record on January 26th called Freedom, Freedom Goblin. <laughs> um, along the same lines, there's a band called Super Chunk. Uh, their 11th album comes out February 16th. Uh, they are they're kind of like a garage-ish band a little bit of replacements in them i I think you'd like them if you haven't heard them
0: yeah i've i have heard of them and uh, what i've heard i I, i've liked so
1: yeah um on a similar note brian fallon of the gaslight anthem uh has his first solo record coming out next month uh he's really really good And you talk about someone who worships the replacement that's one
0: right on well that's a pretty Uh, good list what anything else we should be paying attention to
1: Oh, there's a ton of things. Uh, Franz Ferdinand, Johnny The Smith, English Beat, David Byrne, The Breeders. If you're in the heavier rock, A Perfect Circle is finally coming back. Um, Yeah, the list goes on and on.
0: Well, thankfully, um, you're on every week, so we can talk about it some more as these records come out. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Scott Hudson, uh, our local music uh, critic and uh, expert. Thank you, Scott, for taking a few minutes, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, have fun.
0: Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, we're going to have uh, City Councilor Christine Erickson. We're going to talk about all this good stuff going on in politics for just a bit, and then we got to let her go. That's all coming up next on Information 1000 KSOO. 346 on the Patrick Lally Show. A little Jason Hisbold, well, Alabama Pines, just to bring down my blood pressure a little a bit. Run, Some nice, soothing Jason Hisbold. We welcome to the studio City Councilor Christine Erickson, and we were lucky enough to be able to squeeze Christine into a little opening we had today and her busy schedule uh, because last night was a pretty big night for the City Council we've been talking about. Christine, um, you uh, uh, essentially introduced me to the notion that there was a new LLC, that Aaron Holtgren had been taken out of this deal. when did you find out? How, how did that work for you? Because you seemed to know about it before everybody else knew about
2: it. Unfortunately, I, I did. And I say unfortunately because it really wasn't my news to share necessarily, but I needed to be able to communicate why I was voting the way I was. And so um, based on the constituents reaching out to me and voicing concern and family and friends over the holidays, um, having concern and, and many of the questions is, is who is the contractor? And so that is Journey.
0: Yeah, it's not Holkren. No. It's never been Holkren. No,
2: never has been. And JLG is the architect. It's two very reputable companies here in Sioux Falls. And so those were two questions to easily check off. There was other concerns around uh, pending litigation and investigations. And so I had called our city attorney's office as well as community development and said, what's going on? What's being done? Here's what I'm hearing. Here's what my constituents are saying to me. I need answers. I need to know what, what's the plan. What, what are you guys doing? And really, they said, well, we've had things in the works for some time. I said, why aren't we talking about it? Why aren't we telling people? And so that happened on Wednesday where I was um, told for several months um, that Legacy had been trying to lock in a hotel um, management company, Mm -hmm. a developer um, in that expertise. It's always been announced that a hotel was going to be partnered with that. And so it was a matter of time before they could ink the deal, so to speak. Um, They did not want to announce something before everything was in writing. And I said, when is this going to happen? Well, the ordinance wasn't final until the 29th. And so nothing could happen until that time. In
0: terms of making it official.
2: In terms of making it official and making an announcement. And again, it wasn't It wasn't my news to share, but I called. I reached out. I said, here's what I'm being told. Here's the hang-ups. What are you doing? And so it was communicated back to me that there is a negotiation between um, Legacy and Lamont companies to partner together and to remove one of the guarantors. Um, But that
0: wasn't always the... If 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 Aaron Hultgren, if they had always planned to take Aaron Hultgren off as one of the guarantors, they would they would have said that or they wouldn't have put him on there or it's it's it strains credulity to say this has always been the plan. Right.
2: That's what I'm being communicated. And so I went ahead with with researching it further, saying, OK, who what is the plan? How is this going to take place? And really, in, in the beginning, I went, OK, wait a minute. We can't do this. We can just transfer this. I mean, I questioned it because this was new to me. Sure, I read the 100-page the document. However, I didn't read it in the detail that the attorneys read it and, and some of the others that are signing it, but I read it. And so they pointed me to a, a section that says it can be done. It's been done in other development entities that are with a relationship to the city that are in agreement. I, I did not want to be the one to sit there and say that, but I had to justify why I was voting the way I was. And that's why I reached out. I wanted the information. Should Um, you have had to do that? No, I don't think so.
0: How should this have have happened then?
2: I think it should have been done in a proactive way that this this could have been communicated. I think that we could have probably saved a lot of um, drama and controversy over the last few weeks of, hey, guys, we're working this out. I don't know why. Again, not my news to share. Um, because I know that they are, they were working together to get it done and they were negotiating. They meaning um, the private developers were were trying to sign the, the deal. Um, and that- So,
0: I mean, you're not, I want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. Sure. You were told that this is okay and yep. this happens. Yep. But were you told that it was always the plan to not have Aaron Holtgren be a, a, a guarantor?
2: I was told from the beginning, and all of us were, and you can go back and see some of the um, pressers and stuff where they talk about partnering with a hotelier. Sure. They've always wanted to partner with the hotelier, right. and so that was the plan. They always were looking at bringing on, um, and I don't know who it's going to be as far as the name of no, the hotel or but any of that. Mr. But.
0: Lamont is involved in the hotel business? Is that what we're led Correct. to believe? Okay. Yes. So then they created a new LLC to replace the old LLC,
2: Correct. And he is the manager and he is the sure. the sole um, corporate officer on that.
0: Are Are you telling me that somebody in city government said to you that it was always the plan to not have Aaron Holtgren involved in that LLC? No,
2: I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm not I, saying I that. I just want to
0: be very clear yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: okay. no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a partnership with the hotel has always been the plan. Sure. And that takes time because I know the I know it said this has been ramroded in and all done in secret. Well, it's per the agreement, it's allowed to be done and transferred over. That's that mm-hmm. that was allowed. However, can we do better at communication? Absolutely. I think we can learn a lot from this as far as the communication that needs to be um, brought forward. Then Um, why?
0: Then why you voted to go forward with it. And Greg Neitzert said he voted against going forward. That's to put it simply. But he said, I like the project. I have faith in all the people that are involved in this. I've looked through everything, but he still voted against it because of just what you're talking about. Why did you vote? I just want to give you a chance to say why you voted. To go forward
2: right I voted to go for it because I felt like the safeguards were in place the we have a super strong personal guarantor that was added to it um, and I, I think that puts the situ, puts the city in a much better place than maybe the perception of what it was before I also reached out to the administration um, to the attorney and said give me all the safeguards and the protections that are in this agreement for us um, and we went through those mm-hmm. and that made me feel better. However, where the disconnect is, those are not being sent out to the media saying, bullet point one, two, three, four, five. Here's all the safeguards. Here's all the things. Put it in very simple terms because this is such a complex situation.
0: Why? Put it in. Why, why isn't this being done?
2: I'm not Sure. And I've asked for it. I, I know as I was coming in, um, I just noticed that there was a press release sent out by the city um, at making this announcement. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I wish I had more of those answers of, of why. And it just needs to be brought forward. Um, but I also want to encourage colleagues to reach out to the administration. Not everybody reached out. Um, And so I know that has been a criticism as well, is that not everyone had the same information, and it was very clear I knew. And, you know, I sat there almost pulling teeth saying, come on, say it, say it, tell me, you know, instead of saying. I felt like I had to go through a, a line of questions instead of just having a presentation saying, tell me the changes that took place. Here you go that didn't happen. And that's what's unfortunate. And that's what's super frustrating um, for a lot of folks. And so I think that there is a desire, strong desire, to make sure that those changes are continued to be implemented and going forward. But I can't force, I, I can't dictate, I can't demand, I can't force but what i can do is i can create relationships and i can make phone calls and i can sit down and i can get the best access to information and vote based on those the information that's brought forward and communicate that to others
0: were you told it all in the we got to wrap up but were you told it all about like when they okay you found out this information they said well this is how it's going to work and this when were they going to tell us about our money About your money. About my how they're going to spend our money. When were they going to tell us who's involved in spending? Who's involved
2: in the project? I'm sorry. When were they going to tell
0: us this? If you wouldn't have found out, when were they going to tell us?
2: I'm 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 speculating that they won't answer the media's questions, and I don't know why. And so that silence is not gaining any trust, and that's the issue. The silence is not gaining any trust. And you know, I've been pretty quiet Mm -hmm. on this, letting the process work. Trying to let the administration explain the proce- process, and and no more for me. I, I need to make sure I'm communicating it in the best way. I have the safeguards in place. I think this is going to be a great project for downtown, addressing many needs. What we need to work on is repairing the trust with the community.
0: Christine Erickson, she's on the city council and was uh, kind enough to drop by the studio today to give her perspective on this, and we'll have her back real soon. I'm Christine, happy to
2: come back. Anytime. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO three fifty eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Coming up after the news, we're going to talk to Scott Erisman. It's going to be fun. See you in a couple minutes. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. And coming up in just a moment, we're going to have Mr. Scott Erisman, local blogger and city hall watcher. We're going to continue this discussion about Ooh, government, city blue. government, parking ramps and all and the rest. The wave, to the but to sort of set this up, another thing that happened last night at the city council meeting is that uh, Mike Fodness uh, spoke in during the public input portion of the meeting. Um, They did not take testimony on this issue about whether to delay the bond because it was first reading and they never have that, but they didn't make it to second reading. So, but uh, they, uh, there is always public input at the beginning of the meeting and several people made comments, including Mr. Fodness, who you'll remember was a resident of the Copper Lounge building in the loft above and uh, his wife lived there and his daughter and his daughter was home at the time of the collapse, and she was, in fact, trapped under the rubble for several hours. You'll remember that very uh, tragic end for the construction worker who died and also uh, Mike's daughter who spent all that time trapped and thought she might die, and people didn't know what was going on. It was horrible. Well, Mike got up and spoke, and I just wanted to play his... Uh, testimony here because I thought it was it was just moving no matter what you think so here's Mike
3: good evening mr. mayor and members of our elected city council my name is Mike Fodness. my wife Christine and I leased the three-bedroom loft above the copper lounge until December 2nd 2016 that morning our home and our lives came crashing down our daughter Emily was buried alive beneath tons of rubble we thought our beautiful girl was dead. Unfortunately, and construction worker Ethan McMahon did perish. Let that sink in. What if Emily was your daughter? What if Ethan was your son? We have been silent publicly during this past year regarding this horrific and preventable collapse of the Copper Lounge building. We have done so in deference to the McMahon family's loss of Ethan they will forever remain in our thoughts and prayers. However, when this body voted to partner with Aaron Holtgren and Legacy Development on a $50 million parking ramp and hotel project, we were bewildered, angry, and frustrated. Not only was my city failing to call the people responsible for nearly killing my daughter to answer for their actions, it is now partnering with them in a venture that stands to make them significant money. Especially when Aaron Holtgren was listed as a personal guarantor with his partners Norm Drake, Larry Canfield, and Dr. Paul Sink. This is the same Aaron Holtgren and company that won on December 10th, 2016, stated in a letter to our community Holtgren Construction will accept responsibility if it is is determined we are responsible. The fact is OSHA found Holtgren willfully guilty, but he has appealed. The second fact is the United States Department of Justice has opened a criminal investigation on Mr. Holtgren. (coughs) Two, through his construction company, Mr. Holtgren put at risk his employees, my family, and our entire community by illegally removing asbestos-laden materials from the Copper Lounge site and recklessly transporting dangerous materials through our city and into our landfill. Fact, Holtgren, along with Norm Drake, successfully claimed insolvency and skated on the $20,000 fine levied by the state of South Dakota. In fact, the city could have imposed a $500 fine, but chose not to. They didn't act. My family was not informed that we were exposed to potential cancer-causing asbestos, not by Holcomb Construction, nor by Legacy, nor by CLP, LLC, nor by Boomerang, LLC, nor by Olympia LLC, nor by any other shell company that Norman Aaron wished to create, nor by the state and most troubling, not even my own city of Sioux Falls. Is this really who we wanna be in bed with for the next 80 years? If it is, then we as voters must look to make the appropriate changes come election day. Mr. Mayor and council members as lifelong residents, it was Chris and my dream to live in the heart of this city. That dream has turned into a nightmare for my family. Our family lost everything material and sentimental that we ever owned. Our lives were turned upside down. My daughter almost died. She'll have to deal with her injuries and PSD for years to come. It's a day I'll never forget. I believe it's a day our entire community should not forget very soon. I strongly encourage the council to reconsider getting further involved with a developer who is associated with criminal and OSHA investigations, illegal dumping of asbestos, failure to pay fines assessed by the state, and a complete failure to address the harm caused by victims of the building collapse. To date, we have not seen any headway in them making good on their promises. It's been a year it's been 13 months nothing thank you for listening
0: and of course that was mike fodness at last night's city council meeting public input portion uh you know full disclosure i've known mike more than 30 years and uh, went to high school together and uh, i know that comes from a place of of deep passion and and sincerity um We wish him the best, uh, but I think his message speaks very well. We're going to come right back after this break. Scott Erisman, local blogger and a city hall watcher, was also in attendance last night. And we're going to talk more about the issues surrounding the parking ramp and other things going on with city government in Sioux Falls. This is The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 417 on The Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. And whenever Scott Erismans here, we play Credence. This is uh, "Run Through the Jungle."
4: That's because, as you said, you hate Tom
0: Waits. I, heard I, you say that. I hate Tom Waits. That was your. That would be your other choice, but I am not playing Tom Waits on this program. This is, of course, Run Through the Jungle, which I thought was appropriate because uh, you took a run through the jungle last night at the city council meeting.
4: Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, fondness is, uh testimony, I thought to myself as I was sitting there listening to him, and I've never met the guy before. I didn't know him, and you just confessed that you've known him your whole life or practically your whole life. Um, after listening to his testimony, I just said to myself, There's, this council has to vote for you know, the repeal. And that's another thing that should be clarified to your listeners. A lot of people think that they were voting on the repeal last night. They were not voting on a repeal. They were voting on a public hearing.
0: To have a to second To have reading. a repeal. Yes, to have yeah, the second reading. You, right. I so mean, the, it was, in effect, the same thing, but right, that's true. But
4: not really, because you, what you're saying is, what the council basically said last night was, or I should say five of them said last night was, we don't want a public hearing on this. And that was wrong, because even if they didn't want to vote for the repeal in two weeks or one week or whatever, they should have at least had a public hearing on this. And they didn't even want to have a public hearing. And I was glad that you had Christine on um, earlier. I'm sure you're going to ask me about it a little bit ago. Uh, You know, she clarified some things uh, for me. Um, It's unfortunate that the council has to run to the mayor to get information, He's got a communications person. He's got a secretary. He's got multiple directors that work for him. He's got a community development director. Those people should be giving the council that information. They shouldn't be going... I'm wondering what information the mayor's hiding this week from us. We should have to go get it.
0: we got a press release today.
4: Oh, we got it today. Oh, <laughs> after
0: they, after they
4: killed the thing, you know, we get a press release.
0: I don't know. Is this plausible deniability section of yeah, what's this going on here? here? Yeah, this might yeah. be the plausible deniability but, section. You know what,
4: what popped into my head while I was listening to Christine and I, I think I mentioned it on your show last time. I can't remember if I did or not. Um, but before the 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 vote took place the first time around, I was told about Jeff Lamont and that it was going to be one of his hotels, and um, I never really done anything with it because you know his name hadn't been put out there mm-hmm. publicly, so it surprised me that Christine and the rest of the council didn't all hear about this until what she say Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this new LLC was formed on Thursday. I was told before the vote that Lamont's, and I, I was even told the chain, but I'm not going to say that on the air because we don't know for sure. Right. You just go to just go to Lamont Company's website. He has multiple chains.
0: Yeah, I all mean, kinds of that's common. all kinds
4: of hotels. So we really don't know what hotel I was. And told, it should be said, it, it, but I was told before the vote yeah. that it, Lamont was the one going to put the hotel.
0: Which is fine, which is fine, yeah that's that nobody has any problem with that, yeah. I don't think. It's this notion that, oh, yeah, we're, we're taking Holgren out because that this is coming in that Those things don't have anything to, they took Holran out because he's the focus of an investigation. Just say, you know what, there's too much unknown right. Mr. Holgren is going to step aside on this project.
4: but that know, would be easy. it would be, but not only should Holgren not been involved, n- norms tied to this asbestos thing, too. And, Norm Drake, who is at legacy and, development, and the issue isn't Norm or Aaron or Lamont or or this the issue or or the construction company Journeys building the thing. They're a great company; they build amazing buildings. Nobody's is, the issue here is none of that. The issue is the development company itself. They have they have a record of, well we've seen what their record is and that is not the development company that should have been chosen period i think it's great there's a hotel i think it's great there's a parking ramp i don't think that's the development company they should be going with
0: well even if it even if it was right that's that's all fine and good that's Mm -hmm. a different question Mm -hmm. the reason we're in this mess right now is because because we chose them We chose them, but then the Huther administration won't answer any questions. The fact, as you said, the fact that uh, Christine Erickson or any counselor has to go running to the administration to find out what's going on is absurd. And the fact that they won't answer any questions from the media is absurd, which has happened over and over with this project. They're causing the problems with a project that shouldn't be having these problems, even though there are significant questions and hurdles. Mm -hmm. But that's what drives me nuts.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know. I've been talking to different people, not just the media people, and like I just said, the development company has lots of problems. Re- uh, yesterday, Jody Schwann, Sioux Falls Business dot Business did a story. She interviewed Norm Drake about the Windchill development mm-hmm. out of Foundation Park. Well, Legacy's the developer on that. Uh, Ralph Marquardt of uh, Yankton Trucking Company, he owns the warehouse, the Windchill warehouse. They initially borrowed $5.7 million from the state revolving fund Mm -hmm. to build that. They went back to the state in the Yankton newspaper two days ago. Bob Mercer did a story how they went back to the state because Norm says they got to build an addition already that's not going to be big enough. Great. That's wonderful. So they went back to the state. They wanted another $5 million out of this revolving fund because it's good interest rate. I think it's a 1% interest rate. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's a great deal. It's a good program.
4: The committee voted the loan down. Now, why? Well, Bob Mercer asked the committee members. They kept, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Finally got a hold of one of them. We cannot publicly say why we voted down this loan. Well, I said to someone, it has something to do with this asbestos fine. They never paid the state the $20,000 fine, and the state's like, we're not going to give you a $5 million loan. You don't know
0: that for sure. We don't know
4: that for sure, but Norm Drake is part of legacy development yeah. and legacy development was the one that was fine for the asbestos thing. What I'm saying is we picked the wrong developer period to start with. We can, we can throw all kinds of names. We can talk about the fiasco last night was, we could talk about how the mayor doesn't give counselors information. Shocker. That's been going on for seven and a half years. We know how he operates What's that? We didn't wake up this morning and go, I oh, can't believe the mayor did that last night. Shocker.
0: No, you know? he's, he doesn't. I mean that, he, he doesn't is, communicate. It, and it is a strong mayor form of government. Right. He has the power and the authority to do all of those things. With his
4: employees, well, not with the city council. He has
0: the power. I mean, if, it just depends on how you wield it. And he has the authority to do that. That doesn't mean he should. That doesn't mean that in the end, that's what's best for this project or this city and now that's how we end up in these kerfuffles right
4: we end up with bad developers because of it
0: well a good bad developer i, mm-hmm. I can't pass judgment on on legacy development i can't i mean it, you, they have their own record saying? to look at you, well, you're right, right i can't
4: pass judgment either but you just look at their record and it's not very good
0: i don't know really from any developers whether mm-hmm. it's lloyd whether it's bender whether it's any of these mm-hmm. companies that do these big things how come they weren't chosen mm-hmm. because i assume that everybody wanted to be when the RFQ came out, I suspect that there was more than one company that actually inquired now, whether or not they got serious consideration or wanted to do it or what have you, but it wasn't just legacy development. There was a reason they got picked.
4: Oh, well, there's a reason they got picked. All right.
0: <laughs> well, you don't know what it is though. No, we don't.
4: And that has always been the thing. When I talk to the guys over at the Argus or if I've talked to other people from the media or I talked to other bloggers or other reporters that is the biggest question everyone asks. Mike Foden asked the question last night. Why did we pick these guys? What the hell is wrong with you? Heck, I mean, seriously. What the heck is wrong? It's just oh, heck, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But, you know, I mean, really, that's the big question everyone keeps asking. Mm-hmm. We don't care about all these LLCs and everything moving around and and, you know, knocking walls down and whatever else. The question is. Why do we continue? Why, why did we pick these, these people to begin with? And why
0: didn't they pay the fine? What? Pay the fine. Yeah, why? I mean, you're about to get a, a... The state said they didn't have to. Well, they dissolved the company. You know, I, I can see how you could do it, but don't do that. Not when you're in the middle of a debate over this huge contract you're about to get. That's ridiculous. $20,000 chump change. And
4: you got to understand, there's a lot of big players involved. I Jeff know. Lamont's a big player. Ralph Marquardt, who owns Windchill, he's a big player. There's a ton of big players here involved. Big-time guys. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah. We're going to come back after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters and talk more with Scott Erisman. Uh We'll try and keep our blood pressure down. Local <laughs> blogger and City Hall watcher, this is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. 434 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Well, I just like that uh, yell from... Uh, what's his name? What's it from? man for credence? Okay, oh, John Fogarty! John Fogarty, thank you. My uh, my fact it. checker back there I, took care of I him.
4: was just thinking about all the sour cream and chives I'm going to have to pick up after I leave here.
0: Because for all those potatoes, potatoes? you need again? get <laughs> Yeah, well, free potatoes bacon bits. Bacon bits. You know who makes
4: a killer baked potato? Who's that? Counselor Teresa Staley. (laughs) I compliment her every time I eat at her place. Her baked potatoes are the best. Uh,
0: Little known facts about Counselor (laughs) Teresa Staley makes a fine baked potato. (laughs) She's probably
4: laughing right now. I mean,
0: baked potatoes just aren't, there's not that much to it. You do have to bake them in the oven to make them the best, though.
4: She makes them where they're nice and crispy on the outside, and when you pop them open, super fluffy on the inside. That's the bomb right Maybe there. Maybe
0: the secret is the potato.
4: No, she told me how she does it. Okay. I'm just, it's, it's a different kind of okay. way. Yeah. Well, I, you I ask bet. Her about <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> now she's going to send me an email and
0: I don't want to know how she makes her potatoes. All right? That's privileged information. Uh, uh, we're talking with Scott Erisman, who is a uh, local blogger, South DeCola blog, DeCola, mm-hmm. like the pop. Yep. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've been busy lately. You've been posting a lot.
4: Yeah. I've been, getting, uh, I've been getting a lot of out. This is the craziest thing about the parking ramp thing, if we want to talk about it anymore. But one of the craziest things about the parking ramp thing is this is one of the topics that I've been most contacted by outside people.
0: You mean that don't normally r- read your blog me. or out of, yeah. of reason? So
4: I, my normal people who email me stuff, I, I get stuff from on this. But I'm getting a lot of outside people emailing me stuff, people I don't know. And I've been meeting people through this whole thing and they all have different kinds of specialties Mm -hmm. and they've been doing their own research on this. There is a lot of people that are very, they're very frustrated about how we get, like we just said before the break, how did we get here?
0: Mm -hmm. Are you disrespectful? Are you a disrespectful person, Scott? People think people hear you Mm -hmm. and they think that you're just flat out, um, disrespectful. How do you respond to that?
4: Um, I go by a philosophy that respect is earned. And yes, I'm probably disrespectful, but it's probably towards people I don't respect.
0: The mayor. You don't respect the mayor. Not at
4: all. He's a liar.
0: Why is he a liar? He's what do you mean that's a pretty I mean that is a pretty harsh he charge. He lied
4: about the siding settlement. Okay. Million dollars. Yeah. That's a pretty big lie.
0: It is a pretty big lie. That's it. Good. It is.
4: Yeah. It's it's just any as I think it I think if he would ever to come out and say I'm sorry. I lied about a lot of stuff during my administration, and I'm sorry about it. Yeah, I know you're laughing because that's never going to happen. I would have a different respect for him. I don't have respect for people who lie and get caught, blatantly get caught, and still don't own up to it. Go, oh, I never lied about that.
0: Yeah, blame the media.
4: Blame Yeah, blame, kill the messenger. Um, and there's a couple of counselors that I really don't have a lot of good feelings well,
0: towards that's that's fine we, we'll leave the counselors mm-hmm. alone they're part-timers yeah to for the yeah. i mean you know we can talk yeah. about their their i don't mind talking about what their statements i or, care less but, about their personal lives i tell right.
4: people that all the time i i, I right. have nothing personal against any of those people or what they do or whatever i look at policy and policy making decisions and when they're making decisions and i have a right to tell them when they're on the dais that i don't agree with the, the policy decisions they're making is that being disrespectful? Then you can say it's being disrespectful. I don't look at it this way. I pay their wages. I elected them. I am the one that gets to go up there and tell them that I disagree with what they're doing.
0: Do you get tired of doing the blog? I mean, uh, honestly, sometimes. you have been doing it. Sometimes yeah. you kind of go on hiatus.
4: Yeah, I quit for a little bit after the last city election. Yeah. Um, I was going to take a week. And I think I took three days and some guy on Craigslist was making fun of me. And I still haven't figured out who that is. That's good. Yeah, it probably is good. But, yeah, um, I've I've been telling people, depending on how the next election turns out, that I don't know if I can continue doing this. Because if someone, there's certain people, if they got elected to be mayor. Council race, that's not such a big deal, I don't think. Um, But... Uh, if there's certain people become mayor, I don't think I could handle doing it anymore because I I actually think there's some people running for mayor that would be a lot worse than Mike Uther. Mike
0: um, we won't say who they are, but I'm just saying. That, no, that's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah. We're here with Scott Erisman. He is uh, the blogger at com. Mm-hmm. How long has the blog been going? Almost 12 years. Well, oh, that's a long time for a blog.
4: Yeah. Well, it started out as an arts thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's morphed. It morphed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've morphed. Um, well, I was politically following art art things, and yeah. and my good friend Ben Hatton, who you know very well, owns Ben's Bar there in Yankton. He's going to start distributing his beer. I'm going to give him a plug here. Is <laughs> start distributing his his beer now in Sioux Falls. I didn't know that. That's yeah, outstanding. Yeah, it's going to start. I think it started last week. Actually, maybe. Like anyway, where can I get it? He's going to have it several places. Monks and okay. and. and um, you know, Perry, who used to brew for gandy dancer yeah. is his brewer.
0: Okay. You oh, know, cool. Perry at
4: all. He's not, a not that retired one. firefighter. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Ben well, got me into. Congratulations to Ben. Yeah. Ben got me into brewing or, or into politi- politics. Got it. Yeah. He was very active.
0: Mm-hmm. So not really anymore. No, he's the bar owner. Yeah. <laughs> Life <laughs> yeah. is good. He brews beer. You're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about this plurality thing a little bit, because mm. I, I touched on that at the beginning of the show and, uh. Um, uh, Teresa Staley actually messaged me on Facebook here a moment ago and wants me to ask you about this, but uh, it seemed my position is, I don't know why an elected body, any panel anywhere gets to make a decision on an election under which they will be judged. Right. I don't get it.
4: Yeah. Cause Erickson and Kylie are running, are running. Yeah. Well, And they got to the vote on the rules of the game.
0: But going forward, it affects Staley. I mean, even though Staley yeah. is against it, she still got mm-hmm. to vote on it. Mm-hmm. And Christine Erickson voted no. Right, she voted it no. Went it went 4-4 in yeah. the tie to the mayor.
4: Yeah.
0: I, I don't, this is just absurd. It's, he shouldn't it's get the vote on Democratic. it either
4: because it's a council issue.
0: It's anti-democratic. It, it has, you should not, you should not be able to, that is, you can't vote on your own pay raise. Right. You can't vote on your own, uh, uh, per diems you can't vote on your own anything how should you be able to decide the rules under which you will be elected that should be challenged in court
4: well, one of their arguments too is they didn't want to put it in the charter they wanted to keep it an ordinance because they wanted to have the freedom to change it if they could again what, are we why did to? you change it to begin with <laughs> what's, it gonna, one? what's it gonna be next time 55 and you can change the charter if it doesn't work out you can always go in and change the charter again. That that's easy, just as easy as sh- changing an ordinance. And it Are they gonna never change, change the size the of the of
0: council? Way. I mean, they can't just they shouldn't be able to just change these things based on and
4: And were, right before an election. That was that was crappy. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah.
0: Yes, the election's yeah. in April.
4: So all these people who So there was several can that was the one thing that was brought up too. There were several candidates who had already announced. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're getting their stuff together, Changes the game. figuring their budgets out. You know, now all of a sudden they might have to be in a secondary race. You know, the central district. There's going to have to be a runoff. The one at large with with uh, Paulson, Brecky, and Hart. There's going to have to be a runoff. And now they got to change the whole way they're going to raise money and what they're going to do because Rex Ralphine. Is still sick from seven years ago when he got elected by a plurality.
0: I don't believe him. And I, I Rex, if you're listening, I'm <laughs> Good. sorry. Good. I'm sorry, Rex. I really am. I listened to the meeting today, last night. That reasoning doesn't make any sense.
4: It's a false majority, too. Less people show up in the runoff. So, yeah. how are you really getting a majority?
0: You could honestly get the same amount of votes and, yeah. and win. Or, more. Yeah. I mean it it doesn't make any sense and if you know uh, and it's honestly, not a
4: partisan race. That's why we don't have a runoff.
0: Even the even the president of the United States doesn't have to have fifty percent plus one.
4: You don't even have you don't even have to get a majority of the votes to become president of the United States, no. as no. we know. And
0: I somebody said was it Rex or somebody said well
4: he's comparing it to the primaries in the legislature.
0: But he said something about having to get a majority for the legislature. No, you don't. No. If there's a third party candidate, you might not get a majority. No. That's just flat wrong. Yeah. I, I was just yelling at my computer this morning. That's why Bruce stood up
4: and was like trying that's to That's when go, the that's when Mayor, when mayor got mad. Him, yeah. It's like, "No, no, 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 that's false." Yeah, that's false. I
0: know. It's it's driving me nuts. Anyway, we're going to come right back with Scott Erisman, uh, local blogger and city hall watcher and irritator. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 446 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Just going to let this play for some. Oh, there might be a bad moon rising. We just don't know what it's going to look like or what color it's going to be. The
4: winter moon has been very beautiful
0: lately. I oh, my noticed God. That. I was out in the hills over the weekend, and I saw that big old moon come up. Yeah. And it, was, it just came up through the hills, and, and, mm-hmm. and early on it was kind of an a oval, kind of distorted orange. Mm-hmm. and It was beautiful. And then it got up high, and it was just stunning with the shadows. And then the next morning I got to watch it go down yeah down over the hills. Oh, yeah. it was awesome it's
4: been out in the morning and it looks different in the morning and at night it's pretty cool
0: yeah we're lucky people lucky well, lucky people. yeah you
4: know it might be really cold out beside, but there's a lot of uh beauty to appreciate
0: yes and then you run inside no <laughs> you don't you stay outside and you have fun no
4: i sit out i like to sit out in my hot tub and you know in the winter and look at the stars and the that's right i forgot you have a hot tub yep and
0: I, hot tub party at Erisman's house. I always laugh at
4: people because the airplanes, <laughs> I don't know how many people on airplanes see me sitting in my hot tub because they fly right, yeah. when they land, yep. they, they fly right over my You're house.
0: Like, hey, it's a welcome to Sioux Falls sign <laughs> on the top of... Uh, top of uh, um, uh, yeah,
4: that... The coffee shop. Yeah,
0: what's his name? Um, uh, Wes. Wes. Eisenhower's shop. And then breaks coffee. And you in a hot tub. Yeah, that'll get people to pull out of the take Uh. the landing and go home (laughs) from wherever they came from, right? Yeah, I don't want. I don't invite me to the hot tub. Um, I don't invite people. That's my hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, this. Came up last night too. Um, the siding report. Mm -hmm. Uh, from on the event center. Uh, it's in, right?
4: It was due on the thirty first, so my assumption was they got it on Friday.
0: Um, I think no. Bruce Danielson talked about this last night. He started. I did. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. He was beaten on a piece of siding.
4: Um, I was told uh, that they did the they did the review on the twelfth and the thirteenth. The company came here on the twelfth and thirteenth and did the review. So two days. I figured it was around two days. What you do is you probably go in and do your initial review. And then you go back to the hotel that night and go over notes and go, yeah, we should probably look at this again, we should look at this again, and then go back the next day and finish up their thing.
0: Yeah, if they know what they're talking about, it's not going to take them yeah. too long.
4: Because you don't have to take any siding off or anything. You can put probes in there and all kinds of stuff. You have the right tools, you can do that stuff. But the thing that's frustrating about it, and I brought this up last night, is that the council asked for this report. Kylie made a point of saying, we got the mayor's blessing. Well, they didn't need the mayor's blessing. Okay, but he did bless it, you know, whatever. And they paid for the report. And then they had two city councilors sit on the RFP, Michelle Erpenbach and Greg Neitzert. So why did the report end up in Mr. Cotter's office and not in Tom Greco's office, so that he could disperse this report to the council.
0: Mr. Cotter, being Mark Cotter is the head of Public Works, right? Mr. Greco being the clerk,
4: city clerk, yeah, yeah, okay,
0: to the council essentially. And so I, we don't know we don't know when it's going to. And start.
4: I've been I'm not going to say who they are, but two city councilors have asked Cotter quite repeatedly for the report, the entire thing, the big the big Kahuna. One of the councilors even said to Mark, "This is what he told me that." If you don't want me to take it out of your office, I will sit there and look at it in your office. And he said no? I don't think he's gotten any response. Oh, okay. The, uh, uh, what has been said is that they are going to review it and come up with, you know, a nice little PowerPoint presentation to give to the council and informational. But that's not the point. Just give me the report. The council paid for the report. It's their report. It's not Mark Carter's report. It's not Mayor Heath's report. It's... The city council's report. They asked for it. It's their report, and they should decide. Couldn't they
0: have written that into the? Maybe they couldn't. I can't remember the debate. They at the tried.
4: Time. Yeah. I heard that they tried
0: to write it into the to whatever proposal. That they the all were going
4: to sit around the table together. The council,
0: Cotter, we're going to go through it,
4: and the mayor maybe, and open this thing up all together, and and look at it there. Altogether. Sort of like the arc of the Kumbaya.
0: You, know? <laughs> you and, know, you remember uh, uh, Indiana Jones, the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah, <laughs> bad things.
4: I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm just gonna say I don't know if there's bad things in there. My concern though is the the longer they wait to show this to the public and not give us the full report, it makes you more suspicious. Obviously, yeah, and and the, it goes back to the transparency and secrecy. The
0: thing, thing is, is that they they keep making things worse than they probably they shoot really themselves are.
4: in the foot constantly yeah. on this whole thing
0: most of these things are not I, you know with the siding if the mayor would have said originally that we got a half a million dollar settlement we wish it was more but it's about a half mil. Mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been that big a deal mm-hmm. the, the, if that you know or you know when they lost the lawsuit to say yeah uh, if we just would have filed that thing we'd be fine or you know here it is it's fine we don't agree with the ruling but here you go or
4: but the thing was that over not about siding; it was about a uh, mechanics lien because we weren't paying MJ Dawson for a roof.
0: Just over <laughs> and over and over, you know. It happens this way. I don't. It makes it so much harder. Not just for. I mean, it's great for me.
4: Yeah, <laughs> you know, and me too. It gives me great plenty me, to write about.
0: But it's it's bad for who who it is bad for are the career employees of the city.
4: I feel bad for them. I the, feel bad for them a lot.
0: They're just counting the days. Everybody knows that anybody who's in any sort of mid-management with the city is just counting the days until Huther's gone. And is it the intention? And and I don't, you know, I don't want to put any thoughts into what the administration is doing, but the way they're going about it, it just seems like they're intending on going to the people and thumbing their nose at them. Yeah. And, and they may not be the case, no. but it just seems that way with every passing day of all these things that are mounting up.
4: As, as someone said to on my blog today, the optics are not good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the optics of this thing are not good. And
0: I don't know why that is. I mean, I, 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 it does, does from my experience, from my time in the media, uh, in the newspaper industry and in the broadcast arts, mm-hmm. Um, I have not had a good relationship with the mayor because he doesn't like to answer questions, and he didn't like what we wrote, or he didn't like what what I say, and that's fine. But it's not just me; it gets to be every person in every aspect of media. Well, they're just asking the questions. That's it. That's their job. They're yes. called they the Fourth Estate.
4: That's their job. They don't work for the government. They don't work for the people. They're they're their own entity. That works to get the truth out about something. And, you know, now that the mayor has this new rule, you can only email him questions. I guess that's fine. Uh, that
0: would come and go all the time.
4: Yeah, that, I guess that's fine, but answer the questions.
0: Yeah. And you know? the, the greatest example is when Joe, Joe Sneavy was trying to do the story about the parking ramp right. on the per stall cost, mm-hmm. and they just didn't give him the information that would have portrayed it in a better light for the administration. So he... he drug all these employees and his, his, his cabinet through the mud on this deal just because he doesn't want to answer the questions.
4: Or last night where they changed an LLC on Thursday and yeah. didn't bother telling the council, oh, right. by the way.
0: Right. W- wh- why? <laughs> why? I don't know. Christine Erickson sat here earlier today and, and really did clarify some things for me. She had to go get it. As she said, it wasn't her news to break. Yeah. But she ended up having to do it because she's got to explain why she's going to vote yes. Uh,
4: yeah, it's it's not a, um, I, I just hope
0: – It's almost with over. With the
4: next mayor – yeah, it's almost over four and a half months. But I just hope whoever the next mayor is, that they really sit down with the council. They all yeah. say they're going to. Yep,
0: but they have to. We right? know.
4: Yeah. And, and say, listen, I want us to communicate. Period.
0: Scott erisman he's a local blogger and a city hall watcher, and you can find his work at South Cola, as in the pop, dot com. Scott, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Coming up, we'll have a uh, wrap this baby up for the day. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information One Thousand K S <laughs> O O. Four fifty-seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information One Thousand K S O O. And uh, we've gotten a press release from the city on the siding report. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Eris, still sitting over there reading it. It's, it's Basically, it says it's coming. What's the timeline? What's the timeline? If not, it's it's right.
2: Right. So this we're going to be, to going to
4: be the simultaneously sent to the purchase manager, Scott Ross of the city, and to city clerk, as we just discussed, Tom Greco. They're gonna do a news conference as soon as they get. They look at the results, and council leadership has, uh, will also be invited to participate. Well, if that's lovely. <laughs>
0: so when, when's that gonna be? They don't say. Okay. Coming up on tomorrow's program, the whole has been shot. mayoral candidate Mike Dunn will be in. We'll get the extended interview with Mr. Dunn, and that'll be fun. Also, a smart cyclist will be in for Weird Friends tomorrow's program, 3 to 5. I'm the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.